This Sunday morning, Pastor Tom Pavetta shared a message about moving forward by the way of the word and how to prevent being stuck where you are. This was such a great word, and I'm excited for you to hear it. Well, Father, we just thank you for the next few moments of your word. We just open up the word of God. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for just empowering us, enlightening us, and guiding us into all truth this morning. We thank you that when your word comes forth, there is a transformation, that there is a change, and your word and your spirit come alive within us. We thank you, Lord, for confirming your word with signs, wonders, following in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Glory be to God. I tell you, there's such excitement in here. Come on. Hallelujah. I feel excitement, expectancy. And, and I can relate to uh, Pastor Victoria's word this morning. I had a dream somewhat degree to a, a similar, and I, I w- we were, I don't know where we were. Dreams are kind of crazy, so it's hard to even articulate and explain. But the point was, I was in a position where I saw the power source connected, and that power source was up there. The, the source was up on a hill, and, and we were down over here. Nobody went on to go get that power source. And then, you know what happens when the power electricity goes out? Uh, you know, you call for, you wait, you have to wait till the hydro comes and they hook it all up. And it's like, we can't wait, we need that power now, right? So nobody wanted to go up, so I went up. But on the way up, I start part, part of the way, and I, and, and I knew it was, it, was, it was kind of like to do with here, because it was Pastor John. I said, I'm gonna go up Pastor John. I know he was in the dream. I don't know. And, and so what happened was, um, that when I got part way up, I saw a nice little city area, old downtown streets, and I said, this is, looks so familiar, this looks pretty cool, this remembers me of the good old days and stuff like that, it was like pretty, you know, like the old, like the old things, right, and I thought, and then when I, when, when I got up, I didn't understand it, but it was like the old things are choking out, come on, to getting to the power source. So it was kind of similar, so I'm like, wow, wow, so I'm telling you, because, and the thing was, the old things, it, it's tricky because it's comfortable. When God tries to take us into something new, it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's not that bad uncomfortable, but the old is better, right? It's like you can't put new wine, right, into new wineskins, right? When someone tries, you know, what we try to do is, is bring in something fresh and new, and what happens is we try to bring it back to the old way. And it's so easy to go back to the old ways. And you know, whenever we, we put a demand on faith, come on, on the things of faith and walking and believing and trusting God. It's so easy to go to the old ways, right? And so this is what happens when you start walking by faith and you start believing God. What happens is you're gonna cause the resistance in your life, not because of you, but for the word's sake. Because remember what Jesus said when the seed is sown, right? The word gets choked out because of the word's sake, right? Because of the word that's being so. When all of a sudden you say, by his stripes you're healed, come on, and sickness manifests in your body, sooner or later, come on, we can live in a comfort zone with sickness, right? Come on, we can live in a comfort zone. I'm professional because, you know, my my mom and, 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 and Monica's parents are the same way. You know, they live with, you know, like they, my, when I try to teach healing to my mom, she's there. No, that's my high blood pressure. No, that's, that's my, you know, everything she has, it's hers. I said, well, you can have it. You can have what you, you know. 
It's according to your faith, that's yours, right? How many people you hear when they talk about sickness and disease, it's, it's mine, that's, it's what I got, what I got, right? You know, but let me tell you, the blood doesn't lie. Come on. The blood does not lie. I'm talking about the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus says you're healed. You're healed, right? And so the minute you step forward, come on, you know, these things arise for the word's sake, and then we're stepped back. And then what happens is we don't want to hang around with those crazy people. Come on. We don't want to hang around with this camp because it's so easier to go back to somewhere you know, go back where we don't have to press in to believe God. Don't worry, right? Because, you know, we'll just trust God in case sera, whatever will be, will be. But, but Jesus, but you know, if, if it's case sera, whatever will be, will be, then why pray? Hallelujah. Why teach us how to pray, Jesus? Because prayer, how many know prayer changes things, right? And so if it's whatever will be, will be, then we don't need to pray. Why pray? Right? So that tells us that if we pray, things are going to happen. Come on. Things will change. Glory be to God. So that's why I like this place because you people are crazy. Come on. On fire for Jesus. You believe. You believe God will come in your midst. You believe God can do supernatural things. You believe that, that when you call, that you have an audience with God. What kind of crazy people are you? Hallelujah. I want to hang around with that because you know what? The best fight you can have in life is ones you don't have to fight. Hallelujah. Come on. If Mike Tyson comes to you and wants to fight you, Mike Tyson, come on. You know, Mike Tyson's a good example. And you know you're going to get a beating. Come on. doesn't matter how big, tough you are. Hey, we might be six of us surrounding him. He's going to beat us down. Glory be to God. Because all he needs is six, six shots. But when you go to Jesus and you fight Mike Tyson, come on, and Jesus got your back, you're going to win, come on, without even breaking a sweat, hallelujah, without even a swing, glory be to God, hallelujah. And that's the best fight you can get into, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'll give you, uh, this is for marital advice, when you get into a fight, when you're in marriage, don't fight, hallelujah, plead the fist, shut up, say, Lord, go and get him, sick her, Lord, go get her, right, go get him, get her, hallelujah, and you don't have to fight, say, I, I have to, you know, because women are very crafty, smart, and, and, and I don't know, I, I, you know, we, we did a survey on the job site one day, I said, how many guys, right, how many of you that had a fight with your wife won? And I don't think we found anybody that won a fight. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, hallelujah. I said, well, Lord, then you fight the battle. Hallelujah. I, I, let me speak to my attorney. Jesus, help. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> so, but that's the best thing, right? And don't say nothing, right? Because anything you say, come on, will be used against you. And... The women, you know, they, they have a different, I don't know, I think somehow they got a little edge with, yeah, you know, uh, hallelujah. Submit, you know, no, not to God, but submit to your wives, hallelujah, you'll be happy, hallelujah. Glory be to God, but praise God. But anyways, you know, so you see, that's, that's what it's like. Like the old man just wants to keep rising up. The old ways, we don't want to go on new. And when you start talking about the things of faith, you know, uh, you know, you, it, it just it wants to pull you back because we're so earthbound, right? The Bible says, set your mind on things above and not on things of the earth, right? Now, you can still walk 
you know, consciously of the earth because, you know, when you're driving in these snowstorms, you have to have your mind on the earth. Hallelujah. Come on. Don't be too heavenly minded. Holy Ghost, get off in a vision. Come on. You need to keep the road. But you can still, come on, have the consciousness of God. You're, you're steering. Come on. You're working with me. Come on. You're, you're guiding me along this way. You know, so you're kind of working with heaven and earth, right? But you set your mind on things above and not on things of, of the earth, not on things of below, right? But it's so easy because everything is bombarding us. Come on. How many know everything is bombarding us? your body and this and it's not to be you know when we go through things we're not we're not to uh you know uh, put them down or put one another down because we all go through stuff we all get infirmities we all suffer lack we all get oppression we all feel sad we all we all go through this stuff so we're walking through this thing together but how many know with jesus we have a way out come on we are, and, and and i'm hoping today by the end of today we're going to have some kind of a greater measure of a breakthrough come on in our lives, in Jesus' name. So somebody here with a right ear, something like that, I know there's, there's healing. If there's something, have a block, a block it, or, or ringing somebody has in the ear, or just, you, you just, just whatever left, I just in the ear, ear, I was getting something here, but I know it could be ears, or ringing too, ringing whatever, but we just thank you, Lord, for opening those ears right now. And silencing the ringing, come on, in Jesus, Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And also, I heard I got something like, like woman's area. Like, like Lord, don't give me this one. I don't want this one. I don't know. I don't know what's what's. Maybe there's something going on. I don't know. Whatever it is, Lord, we just pray healing. Come on, let's just pray healing. Whoever it is, you don't have to. We just thank you, Lord, for healing in in the ovaries, wherever it is that that area. We just thank you for perfect health and healing in Jesus' name. And on top of that, Lord, any trace of sickness and disease that tried to be triggered, come on, through nutrition, through oppression, through through any type of atmosphere, natural or even supernatural, we cut off this morning off your body and we release the healing presence right now in the name of Jesus the grace of God abounding in Jesus mighty name amen amen so so speaking of 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 faith let's speak of faith oh lord jesus um where could we go here i got so much stuff i just kind of just kind of want to kind of flow and and work this and break this in with faith how many know that without turning too much with the Bible, but I'll use Bible, hallelujah. But uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith, not by sight, right? The just shall live by faith. So we walk by faith, we're walking by, doesn't mean we're closing like this, closing our eyes and just walking around. To walk by faith means to walk by what the word of God says, right? What the word of God says, thy word is truth. Uh, here's an example, here's a, here's a perfect example. They're in the boat, right? going to the other side, Jesus comes walking in the midst of the storm, right? He's walking on the water, in the wind, in the waves. He's got to really show off because it's bad enough to walk on water, but the wind, come on, and the waves are blowing, and what happens? They're all scaredy cats, come on. We would all be in that boat too. It's a spirit, come on, to come and get where, you know, hallelujah. And then, and then uh, sometimes there's always a crazy person with a little measure of faith and says, if that's you, Lord, tell me to come, right? We know that story, right? Remember what happens? Jesus says, come, right? At that word. Well, hold on, come. How many of you would have got out of the boat when he said, come? I mean, now we know it's Jesus, right? And he said, come, so... 
there, there's sometimes, you know, when you feel, when you're in it, when you're worshiping, Shandarabasata, Holy Ghost praying, Hallelujah, all of a sudden faith rises up, come on, and, and sometimes you do something, you're like, uh-oh, hallelujah. <laughs> you want to like, what, what did I do? Because you, something rose up, and so Peter had that unction, he says, okay, I'm coming out, starts walking on the water. And then what happens? He saw the wind, he saw the waves, and he says he began to sink. That's what happens. He began to sink. He saw the circumstances, and when the circumstances were there, come on, in front of him, when you hear what the news says, when you hear what the media says, when you look at your bank account, when your body's telling you this, when you're hearing this conversation, hang around with unbelievers, hang around with, with, with what they're saying. Now, it's not a bad thing with you know, being around them, but hear the negativity. And what does that do? All of a sudden, you get around a bunch of people that don't know God, talk about sickness and disease. You forgot First Peter 2.24, by his stripes you were healed. Come on. It, it takes you down, right? And then you start to sink. And then Jesus said, why did you doubt ye of little faith? Right? So little faith, right? Because he doubted. Little faith causes to doubt. So when we're doubting, it, 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 it squashes that faith realm within us to believe God. Because when you believe God, it's like here, here's what happens when you, when you start believing God. You said, Lord, right? My servant is at home grievously tormented. And Jesus says, I will come and heal him. And he says, no, Lord, I'm not even worthy for you to come under my roof. Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. And the Bible says that Jesus marveled. He marveled. Come on, how many want to make Jesus marvel at great faith? Just speak the word only, come on, and my servant shall be healed. Because I know how the word of authority works. Whatever I tell my servant to do, come on, because I'm under authority authority, whatever I tell them to do, they do, come, they come, do, go, they do, hallelujah, right, and so because of that, he said, what such great faith, and according to your faith, I goes, I've never seen such great faith like this, but because of your faith, come on, so be it done, right, it was done unto him, his servant was healed, right, so that's what great faith does, so I'm, I'm in the presence of great faith here to, this morning, come on, you guys are a bunch of believers, how many believe God is in the house, how many, how many believe that, come on, that you're the temple of God, and the Spirit of God is dwelling inside you. Glory be to God. And so what happens is, you know, we, we, we got to be, we got to stir one another and provoke one another. The Bible says to do good works. And we come together. How many know there is a strengthening? When you're at home alone and, and the environment is squashing you down, you feel down. But then when you come around with believers, even if it's a phone call or come to the house of God, whatever it is, when you come, you feel that recharge. You feel that, come on, you feel ready. You feel like, David, who is this uncircumcised, come on, Philistine that will defy the army? Who, I'm going to take you down. Come on, glory be to God. So that, that's what you feel because you get recharged, right? Because, you know, it's not that you, you don't really lose faith. It just gets quenched, right? It gets hidden. And, and, and through uh, our circumstances, it just pulls us down. Now, and I want you to see it in the word how, and, and then we'll kind of work some things out here. Let's see as the Lord leads. But look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. This way I can give you the scripture of this. Um, verse 5, it says, For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Now see what he says, he set their minds, right? 
So the mind is very powerful, right? Because the mind is a gateway to your heart. The mind is the gateway to, to your inner being, your inner man. And what you set your mind on, come on, will affect your life, right? And so, and come on, doesn't advertising know, doesn't media know, doesn't the powers that be know behind the scene that if you have the airwaves, come on, you can, you can, you can control the people to, to a certain degree because what, what you put before their eyes, what you put before their ears affects their minds and affects their life, come on. If you're gonna go to war, what's the first thing that they wanna do is take down communications, come on. Because if you can't communicate with one another, come on, you can't fight a battle. That's what they do, right? That's how it works. So it works in many different forms. But look at verse six, he says, for the mind that is set in the flesh is death, but the mind that is set on the spirit is life in peace, right? There's where we start walking by faith according to the word and not by sight. And he says, look at verse seven, because the mind that is on the flesh is hostile towards God, for it is not subject itself to the law of God. So here it is, right? And it's not even able to do so. So the carnal, natural mind is not even subject, cannot even be submitted to the law, which is the word of God. So when you start saying like 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes you were healed, the carnal mind is not subject to that, that does not receive that. And so therefore what we do, we, we throw it away and, and, and what we do, we make all new doctrines saying, well, that was passed away, that was done only in Jesus' day, Jesus' time, right? Because what we try to do is we try to intellectualize, to comfort why we're missing it. How many can be humble enough to say, you know what, Lord, your word is true. Whether I'm in line with it or not, I know the problem is never with you, but it's with me. So help me to come into alignment. Help me to surrender to come into alignment. Because God's word is true whether we believe it or not. So if you want to tell someone that Jesus was crucified, died, buried, rose again on the third day, seated at the right hand of the Father, come on, and is King of kings and Lord of lords, whether they believe it or not, you tell that message. And if, if you tell the most... Uh, 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 most influential, wise leaders of the world, and they say that's not true. Well, which is true? What's the real truth, right? Jesus, right? He's still Lord. Does it take away his lordship whether they believe or not? No, right? So he's still Lord. So, but, but what I'm saying is that this, the natural mind, right, the human intellect, right, is not subject, but it's very crafty, very crafty, because intellectualism has a power of its own, and it has a place within our lives. Thank God, through intellectualism, we have creation where, where you know, we, we have uh, you know, our smartphones, come on, we, we have media, we have things that we can use in godly ways and, and, and advance the technology we can use. Thank God uh, for our vehicles. We didn't have to walk to church, hallelujah. We got vehicles when they're heated and, and air conditioned, and thank God for that. So it has its place but it has a place for only so far. Come on, you cannot take all these, these intellectual crafty ideas into the things of God, right? So he's not, the, the natural mind is not subject or uh, submits itself to the law of God. So you understand that. Now, go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter two. 1 Corinthians chapter two. I try using the iPads, but I like, I like paper. I still like Bible. I still like to go to go back into the, the, this is kind of the stuff that's old school, but it's good old school, hallelujah, because you can, 
You can do some things that the computer can't really do and, and I just find it sometimes when you read, it, it just, uh, the pages, it just gives, I don't know, it's, I think it's maybe it's more anointed, but praise God, hallelujah, we'll see. <laughs> um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's read from verse 8. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood, for if they had understood it, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory, just as it is written. The things which eye has not seen or ear has not heard, which have not entered into the heart, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, which have entered into the heart, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. Wow. That things that God has prepared for those that love him. But to us, verse 10, God revealed them through the Spirit. The Spirit searches all the things, even the depths or the deep things of God. For who among knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the thoughts of God no one knows except the spirit of God. Now we have not received the spirit of the world. The spirit of the world goes by its senses, what it sees, come on. But we have received the spirit which is from God that we might know the things that are freely given. Come on, that we might know the things that are freely given. Jesus said, come on, the truth it's not the truth that sets you free, but it's knowing the truth. If I can give you something that you know, come on, we don't have to lay hands, come on, and pray for your healing, because once you know by his stripes you were healed, you're going to walk up, come on, heal, glory be to God. If, you don't have to say, come on, Lord, uh, we pray and just agree that you are the provider of this need. Once you know that God shall supply all your needs, once you know the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want, once you know you're going to rise up and say, thank you, Lord, from on for my provision. Even though you don't see it, that's where faith comes in. Even though the bank account looks empty, come on. Even though there's no food in the fridge, you can say, thank you, Lord, come on. That's where you need some crazy faith and say, thank you, Lord, for the provision. What? And then people are going to say, you're crazy. Look at your bank account. Your banker says he's lost it again. She's lost it. But hold on. Thank you, Lord, that you provided. Thank you, Lord. Why? Because I know something. Come on. And it has not been revealed from my natural ear or by the world, come on, but it's by the Spirit of God that I might know something. And once you know it, this is how powerful it gets because Jesus said it like this. When you pray, Mark 11, 24, believe that you receive it and you're going to have it. So in other words, before you ever see it, you got to already got it. Come on. That's why the worship team is trying to pump you up. That's why when you hear someone coming up praying, they're trying to pump you up so you can get it, come on, before you actually see it. Come on, because you don't need the evidence because sense evidence, because faith evidence is according to the word. Come on. Natural evidence does not make sense, but neither does it make faith. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. The word makes sense. The word evidence makes sense, right? So we're walking by the word. And I love what it said, prepared. And I looked up that word prepared. Watch this. Hopefully I can find it. Hallelujah. But prepared. Oh, watch this. The word prepare says to, it means to provide or make ready. Make ready beforehand for some purpose, use, or activity. 
Isn't that powerful? Listen to that again. Hold on. Prepared, the things that God has prepared. See, it's not something that is, is he's going to make for you, but he's already prepared, right? So he's prepared. What has he done? He's prepared. He's prepared, right, to make ready beforehand for some purpose, use, or activity. Did you get that? Purpose, use, or activity. So everything that God has prepared is for your use. Come on. For your activity. For you to function, glory be to God. And it's already prepared, but we've not got in and get it. Come on. Because I heard someone say sometimes when you have true Bible faith, it's the faith that takes. Come on. Faith says it's mine. I got it now. Glory be to God. Not someday. I'm taking it now. So when you read something like 1 Corinthians, watch this, or 2 Corinthians. Let's go back there, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You've got to use faith in this here. Glory be to God. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away, and behold, all things have become new. How many are in Christ here this morning? Come on. So you've been a new creature. Come on. Old things passed away, right? Behold, all things become new, right? All things have become new. So you are a new creature that God has created you, and this new creature is ready for use. Come on. It's prepared, been given to you, ready to use. Glory be to God. But so many times we go back to the old creature. Sometimes it's, it's comfortable. Come on. Sometimes it feels cozy. Come on. Let's go back to the old way of doing things. Come on. Whenever God tries to take you to the new, how many, you know, have been there in, in life where you try, you know, especially, you know, in the construction field, we're always evolving, right? John, John Jeffs, right? We're, we're always evolving. And sometimes we just don't like to go new. We just like to wear old. And just like sometimes an old pair of jeans, old pair of shoes, you know, the old school stuff, you know, you don't want to change and, you know, sometimes we, we, we just, it's more comfortable. But, you know, you have to follow. You got to go fresh. But sometimes God is trying to say, come on, come into the new. Come into the new. But anyways, you're a new creature in Christ. So, so that new creature that you are in Christ, right, is ready for use. You're created. Watch this in Christ. But look what he says. Let's read from ver- verse uh, 17, 18. Watch this. Now all things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Isn't that powerful? That God has reconciled us to himself through Christ and now has given us a ministry of reconciliation. God was in Christ, come on, and he reconciled you and I back to him. Come on, we're back in his presence, back in his house. We're like the prodigal that came back home. Come on, the party was on. Come on, the party was there. And for those of them that have been sitting and, and in the party but did not realize the party was for them too, like the elder brother, the party's there. Come on. And everything that the father has, come on, when he reconciles is given to you and I glory be to God and so watch this verse uh, 19 namely that God watch this was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not committing their trespasses against them isn't that powerful God was in the Lord Jesus Christ going through the death come on through crucifixion and he could have turned around and says it's all because of your fault that I'm doing this 
But he was in Christ bringing you back to him, not saying, oh, it's because of your fault. God's not coming out after you pointing, saying, oh, because you've done this, because you've done that. In other words, he comes with this great measure of love and says, I'm gonna take all your blame, come on, for you, come on, and I'm gonna bring it upon myself, reconciling him back unto you. How many of you have been to a place in life where, where you've actually practiced the word where it says, bless your enemies? and do good to those them ha- that hate you. How many do- now, well, how many know that it shifts something, it changes something? Yeah. How many know you've done that? And, and, you know, I've done that too. And I've seen that, that the people, they just want to fight and argue. I'll just get, get, get you a coffee. Oh, uh, uh, one, one gentleman was so mad because I put my tools on the, on the porch and they poured it the night before. It was a little bit soft, but I made sure it wasn't going to make a mess. But he got so mad, he was yelling and screaming. So I wanted to fight back. Hallelujah, the flesh, there was a warfare going back on. I said, what am I going to do? I want to throw my lumber and throw it back on that porch there. Come on, I was not super spiritual then. Hallelujah. I was in the world. My mind was not in heaven. Come on, I was earthbound. I was, and, and I forgot about Shandara Basata. But then when I realized... When I wanted to say some words, I said, I said, Lord, help me, hallelujah, because it's, this is tough. It's taking up the cross. But then after what I did, I went over. I said, look, man, I'm sorry. You're right. I shouldn't have done that, right? I, I apologize. And, you know, after I took it off, he came, came back. Was, oh, man, sorry, man. They're just having a bad day, whatever. And you see what happens? And then after, he was like my buddy after. And so here's God coming to us. He's not going out looking at them at the world. He so loved the world. He loves everybody with an everlasting love, going after them, reconciling back and saying, not because you did this right and because you did this wrong, come on, I'm not going to impute this unto you. I'm not going to put it to your account. Come on, reconciling the world unto themselves. And he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for him as though God were entreating through us. We beg you on Christ that, you know, be reconciled back unto God. But watch this, verse 21. For he has made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. Do you know that in Christ Jesus, you are the righteousness of God. Do you understand what the righteousness of God means? I'll give you one, I'll give you one definition here. And I got it from the Bible study scholars, so this is not my opinion, this is what the Bible style. If you go ungers and you go into the lexicons and, and stuff like that, but it, it says uh, the righteousness is a term justification. It's a legal term. And so it's a forensic term opposed to condemnation. As regards to its nature, it is the judicial act of God by which he pardons all the sins who believe in Christ and accounts and accepts and treats them as righteous in the eye of the law. Isn't that powerful? That's too much. I have to read that again because you have to really catch that. Now, you, and, and, and personalize that. In, in, it's a judicial act by God which he pardons all the sins of each and every one of you. Come on, you and I. Everything is pardoned. Pardon means he's letting it go. Come on, it's a legal term. Let go, right? Uh, and it counts and accepts and treats them as righteous in the eyes of the law. So in other words, that means any violation that you and I have ever committed 
has been wiped away, and in the eyes of the law of God, we have a clean slate. Isn't that powerful? Because see, the wages of sin is death. Sin holds us down. The wages, that, that's where death comes into the world because of sin, it oppresses, it holds us down. But come on, we have to somewhere use faith, come on, to believe that beyond whether I have a good day or a bad day, I'm still the righteousness of God. Whether or not I wanted to fight that guy back who was giving me trouble, come on, does not define who I am, I'm the righteousness of God. And because I keep on declaring I'm the righteousness of God, somewhere in me, God started calming my nature down. Come on, calming me, humbling myself, be nice, causing you to bless your enemies. That's the working of God. See, it's one thing if all of a sudden you can stir yourself up, but it's another thing when God comes by the wave of his spirit and starts working in you to will and to do, where all of a sudden he starts without you stirring it up. Come on, because it's him working within you. Come on, to do that. And then you start, come on, coming into a place where you start walking in to the place of righteousness and giving it away, acting right in the sight of God because in the sight of God is to bless your enemies. And that's a big thing. That's homework for you guys to do. Glory be to God is to bless your enemies. I'm just gonna get a drink of water. Okay, there's lots more about righteousness um, that we can go on, but, but it's a perfect standing. Now watch this too. What's been prepared. So that's been prepared. The righteousness of God has been prepared for you. And God doesn't give and then take away. Come on. We always use that. Sometimes we can use that because that's what Job used. Blessed be the Lord who gives and takes away. But hold on. Come on. He gave the law but took it away in Christ. Glory be to God. How about that one? Come on. He, he, he gave the curses in, in Deuteronomy 28 but he gave also the blessings. Come on. Glory be to God. He, he took away the curses and gave the blessings. Right? So, you know, it kind of works both ways. But watch this here. First, uh, Second Peter Everything's been given to you, the righteousness of God, by his stripes, you were healed, right? And I want to use another example here too. Second Peter chapter one, verse three, if it's up there. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. When did you get life and godliness? Through Jesus, been prepared, right? We read, been prepared, given unto you. He has, according to his divine ability, he has given all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue. Next verse. And by which we have been given to us exceeding and great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through the lust. Now watch this, that through these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Isn't that powerful? That through what Jesus has done, through his exceeding great and precious promises, you are a partaker of the divine nature. Glory be to God. Isn't that powerful? I think this stuff sh should make us be, come on, shakaraba. Because if I said to you, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and wealth and riches are in your house, we're going to be, yeah, hallelujah, glory be to God. And, and we can also use it, you know, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses, and by his stripes you were healed. But now what about, come on, he was made sin that you might be made the righteousness of God. Come on, that you are partaker of his divine nature. The divine nature has been given unto you. What about 
about when he says in 1 Corinthians 2, it says that, or verse 1, 30, says that, but of him are you in Christ Jesus and made under Christ Jesus, you are made the wisdom of God, glory be to God, the righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Come on, I'm talking about great things given unto you. You are the wisdom of God has been given unto you. You are the righteousness of God. Come on, you are the sanctification of God. You are the redemption of God. You stand, I like what it says in Colossians. It says that you be through the death of our Lord Jesus Christ, he presents you unto himself holy, unblameable, glory be to God, and unreprovable in his sight. Come on. But you got to use faith for that because come on, glory be to God. I, I, I need faith, right? Because she can tell you that glory be to God, the holiness uh, sometimes coming out of this guy, sometimes sometimes the righteousness ain't working the divine nature. We need the cables. You know, when the, when the car doesn't start, you put the, I need holy woes, cable chargers, but that's where faith comes in. Come on, because faith, what faith will do is tell you, come on, and, and accept something and decrease something that is totally opposite. Well, the storm is blowing. We're going to still walk on the water. Why? Because Jesus said, come, come on. Oh, Lord Jesus. That's who we are. In the nature of God is your healing. In the nature of God is your provision. In the nature of God, come on, is the right counsel to do right things every single time. Glory be to God. I'm telling you, that's some good, good, good stuff. That's who you are. Now, now I'm going to give you a couple thoughts, and then we're going to just, we're going we're to break into some realms here, because I'm telling you, you know, it, that's where faith, where faith comes and operates through the word. But watch this. I wrote down some things about, you know, the powers of positive confession. Where's the time? Hallelujah. I know we're, okay. I'm just going to read a couple things and then we're just going to pray. Watch this. But listen to this. Things about confession, right? Confession in the the Greek, it's a Greek word meaning homoleo, homoleo, whatever. I can't understand these words. But anyways, if you look it up, it's H-O-M-O-L-O-G-E-O, right? Now, Therefore, confession, it means in this sense, it's to say the same thing that God says. Basically, you're saying what God says, right? That's the Greek word. It says saying the same thing that God says. We are to confess. Therefore, we are to confess. And what we decree is the absolute integrity of the word of God. We're to declare the redemptive work of Christ and confess the new creature that Christ has given us by receiving the life and the nature of God. That's what we do through our confession. We're saying what God says. Like you're going to say, God, the Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I fear, right? My God is the God who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. When something looks hard, you say, no, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. There's the integrity of the word of God. So in other words, we're not going to say what our body's saying. We're not going to say what our circumstances are saying. We're supposed to say what God says because when David said this day, come on, this very day, come on, I'm going to feed you to the fowl of the airs. What he said first, come on, he said first this victory and he went and took the victory. Glory be to God. That's how faith works, right? And you're to declare, surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried away my diseases and by his stripes, come on, I am and were healed, right? Um, It's very challenging to confess the, the life blessings of God when circumstances are contradicting. We believe the word of God, yet in the next breath we confess contradicting circumstances. Therefore, we find two confessions. How many find themselves in that way, right? 
So we're, that's why we're getting the Holy Ghost cable bumpers on right now. Faith holds the confession of the word. Watch this. Faith always holds the confession of the word. Sense knowledge always confesses the physical evidences. Wow. Isn't that powerful? Yes. It's what, what we're speaking, right? Here is the great battle to gain mastery over your confession. You're to confess and keep confessing until the confession is but one confession totally unified with the word of God. Isn't that powerful? There is no faith without confession. 2 Corinthians 4.13 and Romans 10.9 9 and 10 talks about the confession of the word. I believe, therefore I speak, right? That's how you know what spirit you are. What you speak, come on, is what you believe, right? One must find what they are in the mind of the Father, how he looks upon them, and then confess it. Wow, powerful. So we're gonna, I, I, I'm going to be bold enough to say some confessions over you just as we, as we close today. And we're going to believe God for some great things. I'm telling you. First, I want to eradicate something with, you know, sometimes we do a lot of, uh, uh, you know, principles in the Word of God. I call them sometimes spiritual gymnastics. And they're good. It has its place. But sometimes we just need to hold on to that Word, speak it, come on, and go with it and run with it without having to try to get you know, cross every D, you know, T and dot every I, right? But I want you to know something. Galatians 3.13, very powerful. Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. That redemption, that redemption, the word redeem means he bought you back. The word redeem means that you have to pay a ransom. Uh, when something is redeemed, there's a price that has to be paid for an order in the natural for you to get something back. If the price was $500,000, you know, we, we use money in this day, this, this is what it is, $500,000 to get back your house. You lost the house and 500000 is your redemption. That means you have to pay that. And once you pay that $500,000, you're back in possession of your house. Now, I love what he says, Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. So, you know, how many, if you go to the book of Deuteronomy, it talks about all these curses. There are so many curses. I had them somewhere, but if you, if you, if you look it up, it will talk about sickness, disease, plagues. It will talk about poverty. It talks about that when you sow seeds, you won't even take the harvest. Or even if you sow seed and you get a harvest, someone else is going to eat it. But I'm here to declare, come on, upon you today, that when you sow a seed, you're going to get the harvest. And watch this, no one else is going to take that harvest. You're going to harvest it yourself. Why? Because Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. Now we know the curse they talk about. Five generations, 10 generations, 13 generations. We always go back and sometimes we get so, we get so uh, spooked out or so uh, uh, excited to some degree about it. I don't know what it is. Third generation, fourth generation. So one time I said, I'm going back 100,000 generations. I'm going back to... <laughs> but, but see, the curse was reversed. Come on, on the cross. 
And the Bible talks all the way back to Adam. Come on. So you don't have to worry about your grandpa. Come on, your great grandpa. Come on, glory be to God. And you don't even have to even worry. Come on. When you get a revelation of this, there's a place for renunciation. Yes. But when you get a revelation of it, you just come with praising. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. When you come with praising, glory, it's already there. Now, the place of renunciation, it has its place. But somewhere we're going to rise up like Peter and we're going to start stepping out, walking on the water. Come on. And so when you read those curses, it talks about, you know, like the poverty. It talks about, watch this. It talks about, this is very, very real stuff. It talks about that a stranger is going to come into your land, rise up above you, and they're going to be so superior that the Bible says a rich rule over the poor that all of a sudden you're going to go to the banking system and borrow, right? Because they're going to be head over you. And the Bible says when you start to borrow, you're the tail. That's what it says in the curses. In the blessing, it says that you will be so blessed, you're going to lend and you shall not borrow, right? It says, by his stripes you were healed, right? Every sickness and disease was, on the, was of the curse, and you're redeemed from that. But how many know that we're walking through sickness and disease? How many know that we're walking through debt? We're walking through lack. So there's no condemnation to that, people of God. Because we're all in this. But the point is, what do you do in the times of trouble? I will look to the hills to where my help comes from. I will look to the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. When Jonah was in the belly of the whale, it took him three days to get his breakthrough. Why three days? When he could have took it within five minutes and said, Lord, I'm going to look towards thy holy temple. Come on. But it took him because some of us, like we say in Italian, testadura, we have like hard heads. Come on. It's a little bit hard, right? Right, Mario? We're like, you know, it takes us a little bit thick. Maybe not so much the women. You've got a grace. Hallelujah. But us men, right? But three days and then all of a sudden, I'm going to look towards him. Glory be to God. So, so there's no condemnation where we are. But the word of God, the Bible, which is the Word of God, is the very target that He wants us to live in the target. For all of false sin, you know, sin, all the sin and fall short of the glory of God. But watch this with Jesus, He took you in the glory. And, and I, I can show you through the Word of God that you don't have to fight to get to the glory that you're sitting in the glory. Come on. You've been sitting in the land of promise without even knowing, glory be to God. Just like you've been sitting in your healing, but you don't know it, glory be to God. You've been sitting in prosperity, come on, and don't even know it. You've been sitting victorious, come on, but don't, the Bible says he's given you the victory. You don't have to fight for victory. It's been given to you, glory be to God. So I'm just, I found some things that I'm going to, let's stand and let's agree today, come on, for who we are in Christ, our posture, our position. Let's use some faith and use some confessions and some decrees, come on, of what we are believing for in God. Watch this. Uh, and I, I was going to put them just in words, and maybe I will go fast. But because of Jack, come on, we have to use the verse and where the book is from. Because I get nervous with Jack. I have to be sharp with that one. So I said, I'm going to back myself up. Holy Ghost, I said... But Psalm 18 says, watch this. He delivers you from your enemies and he lifts your head up above those that rise up against me. Like some people say, hey, uh, you know, oh, stay away from those people with the, with the gospel of good news, right? Stay away from these people that talk about that everything's going to be all right, that everything's good. Stay away from them. Well, 
What gospel are they reading? Jesus said, first, come on, say the gospel of the good news. And what are they dissecting in the Word of God? Because when you read the Word of God, that He's redeemed you from the curse, come on, He's delivered you from the authority of darkness, put you in the kingdom of His dear Son, raised you up, made you to sit together with Him, Ephesians 2, in heavenly places, far above all principality, come on, far above all principality and power, dominion and might, come on, far above, come on, we're worried about these demonic strongholds, come on, hold on, wait a second, don't look there, look to where you are, what's beside Jesus, if you start looking to where you are with Jesus, they're all down there underneath your feet, glory be to God, now watch this, the angel of the Lord, Psalm 34, 7, encampeth around them that feareth him, and what? Delivers him. So I want you to say, come on with me, that the angel of the Lord encampeth around me, come on, and delivers me, come on. Not just once, not just twice, but for every time I need it. If God be for me, come on, who can be against me? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Thanks be to God, which always, always, not sometimes, but always causes me to triumph. Come on, victory is yours. Come on, not sometimes, but all times. And the Bible says that many of the afflictions are the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. That's why I said not once, but twice. How many times are we delivered? All times. Come on, in the mighty name of Jesus. Psalm 91 says, I will deliver them. I will deliver them. What gospel, what Bible are you reading? I got four pages. Four pages I can go through. He says he will deliver you, honor you, rescue you, deliver you from troubles. Come on, don't listen to that group. What are they talking about? What are you talking about? Come on. And so, so what if I'm bound right now? My affliction might be but for a moment. Come on, this temporary but light affliction is but for a moment. But I'm coming through because, come on, the glory of God is resting upon. Come on, come on, Paul and Silas were in prison, but they came out. Come on, you're coming out, you're coming out. So don't matter where you're at, we're not going to condemn you where you're at. We're going to love you and we're going to remind you where you're at. Put the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost cable bumpers on you and remind. Come on, you're the healed of the Lord. Come on, you're the prosperous of the Lord. You're the increase, you're favored of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Galatians 1.4, come on. What have you been listening to? He's delivered us, Galatians 1.4. He gave yourself for his sins, delivered you from this present evil world according to the will of God. What's the will of God? That you be set free from any evil of this world. Come on. It don't matter what they're plotting and what they're scheming. And, and you know, uh, breaking news. They've been always doing that. Glory be to God. It's, they've been always, you know, uh, uh, cunning and crafty always plotting, but the Bible says you are, through Christ, come on, delivered, the will of God is that you be delivered from this present evil world. So don't listen to what they're saying, listen to what the Word of God says. 
listen to what the Word of God says. There's so much here. Maybe we should just do a night of just proclamations, declarations. Oh, you guys are, you guys are, wow, you guys are, wow. We, we can do that. I can, I can write you a book and then, you know what, and maybe we'll just, we'll print it out and we'll do that. And then so when those people, when the people that walk in the senses, in the carnal mind, that walk away from you when you're walking in truth and believing the Word of God, say, well, then you better take all this stuff out of the Bible. The Bible, well, don't stay away from those prosperity preachers. Well, you better take rid of a lot of stuff out of the Bible. Because the Bible says, you better, you better get mad at God. Watch this. Deuteronomy 18. Remember the Lord your God. It's he that gives you the power to get wealth. Well, God give you power. There's an empowerment of God working on your life to produce wealth. Come on, glory be to God. You're the head, not the tail. Above and not beneath. Come on. Far above all principality and power. Come on. Seated with him in heavenly places. Come on. Shout unto God if you believe. Come on. No weapon. Watch this. How many dare to believe? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Come on. Weapons might be loosed against you, but it cannot prosper. Glory be to God. Come on. It cannot prosper. So shake it off. Come on. Let's shake it off. Let's shake off those lies, those weaknesses, those infirmities. Come on. In the name of Jesus, Father, we stand as sons and daughters, a holy convocation right here, holy before you, Lord, under the blood of Jesus. We stand with the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Isaac, the blessing of Jacob, the favor of God surrounds us. Come on, Psalm 512, as a shield. Come on, as a shield. That means the favor of God is so dense and thick around you that it cannot be penetrated by the devil. Glory be to God. Cannot be penetrated by, by the economy. Come on, glory be to God. For our economy, come on, is from heaven. We, we Watch this. We are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Come on. We're not, we're citizens of here of Canada, but we're citizens also of the heaven. Come on, glory be to God. And so we have heaven's rights, heaven's authority. It's been all given to you, been all given to you, been all given to you. I declare, Father, everyone free, come on, healed, delivered, come on, increasing, a bountifully, a breakthrough, favor, a deliver from every evil, from every corruption, glory be to God and every snare every trap we declare broken in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and father I declare absolute liberty in the name of Jesus and father even when you said in your word that there are a time when our life will be the enemies that we see we will see no longer. Come on. We will see these no longer, Father. For we dwell in a good land. We dwell with you in this good land. Riches of the glory of your kingdom. We surrounded with your glory and your presence. In the mighty name of Jesus. Victorious. Come on. I want you guys. I really got to feel that you guys got it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Because the devil is a liar. Come on. Sense evidence is a liar. Glory be to God. It can take you like a roller coaster, but glory be to God. I got the best roller coaster for you, and it's called, come on, the word of the living God. Glory be to God. And it is truth. Come on. It is truth. It is truth. It is truth. The Lord is your shepherd. I shall not 
want. Come on, I shall not want. Now, now don't, don't get a reason of how and tell God how, how he's going to do it. Come on. Don't tell God how he's going to break the chains, how he's going to. You just keep worshiping him. Come on. You just keep worshiping and stand in that place. And for those of you here today or online, this is all for you too. The easiest way to come into it is just with an open heart and by receiving Jesus. You don't have to. Religion will tell you you have to do so much works. I came from a religious background. We did so much works, so much labor, so much effort. But the Bible says just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. And you shall be saved. That's it. Just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you don't have to, you don't have to be so, you know, sometimes, yeah, there's sorrow and heaviness that we come through the Lord. But you know what? He does, he, he, he'll wipe away the tears. Come on. There's a promise in the Word of God. He'll wipe away those tears. So whatever it is, whatever state of life that you're in, just I want you to receive Jesus today. Because through Jesus is the doorway, come on, of blessings. And, and God, you know how delighted God gets when he, when he sees you receive Jesus? He breathes upon you his Holy Spirit. The greatest gift that we will ever receive, come on. And when you live life long enough, the things of this world, they grow strangely dim. And, and we need it because it has a place. It has a place in our life, so... But, but remember, in the light of God, it means nothing. If I gain the whole world and I have not him, I have nothing. The greatest thing that you would ever have and attain in your life is receiving Jesus and the gift. Watch this, the gift of his Holy Spirit. So let Father love you as you receive Jesus today and receive the gift of his Holy Spirit. Just pray with me, everybody, for those who disagree and just re refresh anew. Say, Lord Jesus. We open up our heart to you this morning. I come to you as I am. I thank you that in Christ you brought me back unto you. And by receiving you, Jesus, today, I'm reconciled back to you into the Father's house, into your kingdom. I declare you now as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. Receive the Holy Ghost even right now. Even for us here today, just receive a fresh, a fresh infilling, a fresh infilling, fresh infilling, fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. A fresh, 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 a fresh as we even be reminded and re renewed of our faith today, the freshness of you, Spirit of the living God, in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. Tune in later this week for a word from Pastor Derek Adams on the Bridegroom of Christ. Also, please reach out to us or check us out online at www.tgpoa.com. See you soon.